You are listening to the Yeah, I Went There podcast. I'm your host, Carrie L. Johnson, and this podcast is all about exposing the most vulnerable and shameful parts of me, there are many, because it's in admitting and accepting these things that I've truly come to love myself, and I want you to feel that way too. I'm a highly sensitive person who has a lifelong history of anxiety, depression, and crippling self-hate, and I recovered from a 22-year-long eating disorder that began when I was just four years old. I lived in shame over who I was at my core until I finally faced my issues with honesty and started talking about them, first to myself and now to the world. Today, I am going to walk you through a quick story highlighting a mistake I made that made me feel shame and the resulting self-talk I used to both perpetuate that shame and to make room for my mistake. Now, here's the setting. My partner and I budget every morning and when I pulled up the Excel spreadsheet and typed in the date, My heart sank. Today is December 8th, and that is the day after Pearl Harbor Day. Now, like most Americans, um, the pain of the anniversaries of national tragedies tends to kind of let up each year after it's passed. Mostly I'm thinking of September 11th. That's the first one that I really remember. And the first anniversary after September 11th, I remember feeling it very, very strongly. Um, The second anniversary probably still felt it just as strongly, but the anniversary this year, I didn't feel it quite as strongly. Um, The pain lets up each year, and I think that that's pretty natural and pretty normal. Um, And I wasn't even alive during the attacks on Pearl Harbor, so I'm two generations removed from that tragedy anyway. But... My great uncle Sam was a Navy man and a firefighter, and he died on the USS Oklahoma the morning of December 7th, 1941. And that has always been a part of my family's history. And growing up, you know, my mom would talk about it. It was her uncle, and my aunt would talk about it. And we had this chest that contained um, pictures of him and he was an artist, so we have original pieces of art in that chest. And um, there he gave his mom, he purchased a silverware set for his mother um, for the Christmas of 1941. And she received that silverware after her son had died at Pearl Harbor. And so we have that silverware set and we pull it out for special occasions. and. Uncle Sam's memory has always been part of my heritage. Now, it has never brought me grief. Um, I was never surprised by his death. It was always just from the beginning a part of the story. But it still held a very tender place in my heart. And two years ago, I'm going to cry a lot in this, so just bear with me. Um... Exactly 78 years after his death, if I have that date correct, my uncle was finally brought home. On that day, two years ago, on December 7th, 
of 2017, Pearl Harbor Day became real in a way that I could not have expected. Um, we drove an hour and a half away to the airport in Louisville, Kentucky, where his body was being escorted home. And we were met by hundreds of strangers who didn't know anything about me or my family, except that we had lost Sam at Pearl Harbor. When we pulled up to the big commercial airplane, there were fire trucks, multiple fire trucks with big American flags hanging off the side and firemen standing at attention, paying respect and tribute to Sam. There were news vans everywhere. I don't think I really grasped how big of a deal it was gonna be. Um, and there were stations there just ready to get a recording of Sam being escorted off of the airplane. There were uh, probably a hundred people on the airplane itself. This was just a standard commercial airplane. And they were told after they landed that they could leave, but that Navy men Samuel Warwick Crowder was being brought home and they could also stay on the plane if they wanted to and watch him be carried off and brought home 78 years later. And I watched tears fall from people's faces who didn't know my family, who didn't know me, who didn't know Samuel. Almost everyone stayed on that plane and they were wiping tears from their eyes and they had their phones out and they were recording it. And we were all connected in that moment. There were Democrats and Republicans. There were Christians and atheists. There were veterans. There were people currently serving in the armed forces. There were families who had also lost loved ones in Pearl Harbor, but hadn't yet brought them home. And there were families that were hoping to one day have their family members they'd lost be identified and we all stood together paying tribute to Sam. We were connected beyond political party, religious denomination, race, orientation, age, family, and even time. And the days that followed his homecoming on that day broke me in the absolute best way. It was two days later that we had his funeral and I stood in a room full of a massively complex spectrum of humanity. And we stood there heart to heart. And we were there. We were there for them and their pain and remembrance and tribute. And they were there with us and ours. And I saw in that moment how teeny tiny the part was that I played in all of it. But I also saw how I played a part in all of it. And I believed on that day and the days that followed that there was good in everyone and that tragedy and the tribute we pay to those we've lost on the anniversary of the tragedies has a really unique way of connecting us all together. 
Now, at the end of all of this, we laid Sam's body to rest at the cemetery. And it was just an arm's reach, well, a short reach away from his mother, a woman that was broken by Pearl Harbor Day in a way that I can only imagine. I stood there in her place, as we all did, reuniting and reconnecting a bond that was broken 78 years before. I know as a mother that if I lost my child to a tragedy, I think not being able to bring my child home would just be a pain on pain that I wouldn't be able to take. I just want to bring my child home so that I could have them close to me again. And on that day, I got to watch that happen. And I felt a relief for my great-grandmother that I'm not sure I would have ever appreciated had I not been there. And it wasn't just me. It was hundreds of people around me too. So this morning, when I realized it was December 8th, that Pearl Harbor Day had come and gone and I missed it. And I had missed the opportunity to stand with those who were paying tribute. My heart broke. It meant so much to me that complete strangers went out of their way to pause their schedule and their everyday lives just to pay tribute and stand together in solidarity on the anniversary of that tragic day. And I wanted to do that. I really wanted to stand there too yesterday. Now, I had disappointment and I was okay with the disappointment, but I started to feel shame too. The shame felt like emotional defeat. And my internal dialogue was saying, do you really care about it? How can you say that you feel emotion when you didn't experience it? How can you compare your loss to the loss of people who have actually lost their children or loved ones that they knew and loved? How can you even try to compare your story to that? And those messages, those same messages are usually very subtle. I honestly think it's my voice, but it's not. It's the voice of shame. And I know if I ever lost a child in a tragedy, it would mean the world to me to see strangers stand there with me, remembering them on the anniversary and paying tribute to their honor and what their sacrifice means. And at a very practical level, the answer to why I forgot was because of my executive dysfunction. I forget things that are important to me often if I don't write them down. And when they are things that are as important to me as remembering Pearl Harbor Day, 
I beat myself up over it every time. But this morning I didn't. And when I recognized it, I stopped it. I reminded myself that it was okay and that remembering Pearl Harbor Day today is better than not remembering at all. And that thought brought me self-grace and I really, really needed that room in my pain. So today, first, to everyone who has lost a loved one to war, or even to everybody who has sent a loved one off and they've come back, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. And thank you for sharing it in a way that others can stand with you in solidarity and tribute. I am sorry I missed it yesterday. I know that you understand. And I will do my best in the future not to forget, not to let myself forget, to pause my day and remember to connect. And to those of you who also feel shame in ways that are subtle and in ways that you think are your own voice, I want to encourage you today to pay closer attention to those, those messages. Guilt is going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to push you toward reconnecting. Shame is far more painful, and it's what causes you to beat yourself up inside, tell you that you're not a good enough person, that you're not worthy of feeling the things that you feel or belonging in the way that you belong. Thank you all so much for listening today. I hope that this has given you something to think about. And I also just really appreciate you listening to the stories of my heritage and my past that I'm proud of. And I know that there's a connection that you all have felt with me through this sharing. And I feel it too. Um, I appreciate all the messages and all the DMs and the encouragement that you all have given me. It has blessed me more than words can say. So I will leave it at that and come back tomorrow for another episode of Yeah, I Went There.